We are in Yavamos Chavzayin on the base 27b2 in the Art Scroll Gemara. The Gemara just concluded with a dispute between Rav and Rav Yochanan. Uh, the case that they were arguing about was where there are two sisters who marry two brothers. Both brothers pass away, so now these two sisters, they fall to Yibam. They have this option of doing Yibam Rechalitza to a third brother, to a live one of the a brother who's alive. And the law is that neither one could do Yibam because each one is their sisters to each other. Uh, there's Zika, there's a strong bond. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's like uh, there's a prohibition to marry your wife's sister. So too, there's a prohibition, a rabbinic prohibition to marry the one that you're Zakuk to, even before you do Yibam Rechalitza, the one that you're connected to, you have this bond with uh, her sister. They're both sisters to each other so that you're not allowed to do Yibam. That everyone agrees to. The case came up where what happens if one of the sisters dies before you're able to do Yibam Rechalitza? So if uh, the one who fell this, whose husband died later, uh, if she passes away, uh, so then everyone agrees that the first wife, let's say Mrs. Ruvain and Mrs. Shimon, Shimon uh, died second, so then Mrs. Shimon dies, so then everyone agrees that Mrs. Ruvain is allowed to do Yibam. Because since at the point in time where Reuven passed away, it was before Shimon passed away, she was, she was allowed to do Yibam at that time. At the time of his death, she was allowed to do Yibam. Then Shimon passed away, and now they're, they're no longer able to do Yibam. But since originally she was able to do Yibam, if Mrs. Shimon passes away, and now she's able to do Yibam again, we allow her to do Yibam. However, in the case where, let's say, Mrs. Reuven passes away first, so then Mrs. Shimon, according to Rabbi Yochanan, cannot do Yibam, even though her sister passed away. Uh, because, uh, because at the time that Mrs. Shimon was husband passed away, so at that very moment when he passed away, he was she's not not able to do yibum. So and the defining moment, according to Rabbi Yochanan, even in this case, is that it's based on when the husband passed away. And since the husband passed away, she was not able to do yibum. She's not able to do yibum at all. Rob argues on this point and says, no, you could do yibum, even though this is true in general that the defining moment is the time of death. Uh, but here it is rabbinic, and so therefore it is different. The Gemara now focuses on Rabbi Yochanan, although one could have also asked the, the following question on Rav. But in the end of the day, according to Rabbi Yochanan, he is of the opinion that if you have the ability to do Yibam first, and then you're not able to do Yibam for some reason, and now you're able to do Yibam again, that you're allowed to do Yibam. It would be permissible to do Yibam in this case. That's what Rabbi Yochanan says. Rav certainly agrees to that. Rav says even more. But definitely Rabbi Yochanan at the very least says that if you were able to do Yibam originally and then you're no longer able to and then you could, so then he will allow you to do Yibam because you were allowed to do Yibam originally at the time of death. <coughs> so the Gemara asks the following question. Rabbi Yosef Bar Chanina asks Rabbi Yochanan, how does this fit with our Mishnah? The reason why we're bringing this in is because of our Mishnah. What is our Mishnah? Our Mishnah is a case of we have four brothers. Two of them are married to two sisters. And then they pass away. And so we have two sisters, a very similar case, but now we have two brothers who are alive. And instead of saying that one of the sisters passed away, we say, the Mishnah says that we have to do chalitza to both. And the question is going to be, why do we have to do chalitza to both? Let one brother do chalitza to one, and now there's no longer that Zika connection, and let the other brother, now the other brother should be able to do Yibam to the other sister, at the very least to the first sister. Meaning, according to Rabbi Yochanan, if it's the first sister, so the first sister before the second sister's husband passed away, the first sister, Mrs. Ruvain, was allowed to do Yibam. It was only after Shimon passed away. Now Mrs. Shimon and Mrs. Ruvain 
are both sisters and they both fell to Yibam to the same brothers, there's a prohibition. That prohibition I get. But once Mrs. Shimon does chalitza, and so she's essentially out of the picture. It's equivalent to uh, her dying. Obviously, it's very different. But uh, from a halachic standpoint, uh, with regards to what we're focusing on, she's basically out of the picture in both scenarios. And then Mrs. Ruvain should be able to do Yibam. So why does the Mishnah say that you have to do chalitza? You should be able to do Yibam. It's a pretty strong question. According to Rabbi Yochanan, if you had the ability to do Yibam at the beginning, at the time of death, Something made it that you're not allowed to do Yibam, but now you're able to do Yibam, you should be allowed to do Yibam. So why can't you do Yibam in that scenario? That's the question. The Mishnah says you're not allowed to do Yibam, you have to do Chalitza. That's what the Gemara says. And quotes our Mishnah, four brothers, two of them are married to two sisters. And the Reuven and Shimon pass away. The din is, the Allah is that we have to do Chalitza to both. Vamai says the Gemara, why do we have to do that? Leku chaminai lachlutzla l'shniya, but to have a rishon or legabi idach ki yevamet shehutra v'nesra v'chazur v'hutra tachzol l'tei rishon. We should say that one of the brothers should do chalitza to the second sister, to Mrs. Shimon. Shimon passed away second. Do chalitza. One brother should do chalitza to that sister, and then Mrs. Ruvain is now available to do yibum for the other brother. I can't do yibum to the brother who did chalitza because that's the sister of the one that she did, he did chalitza to. That's a separate prohibition. But at least to the other brother, to the other brother, uh, Mrs. Ruvain should be able to do Ruvain, to do yibum. Sorry, because she was able to do yibum at the very beginning, at the time of the death of her husband. So Yochan, it's a pretty strong question. Rabbi Yochanan says, achayos mishanan." I don't know who taught this mishnah. It's not. He's saying that our mishnah is not a reliable mishnah. Fascinating statement. Yochanan had, was of such a high stature that he had the ability uh, to say that this Mishnah is not an authoritative Mishnah. And that's his response because it goes against his way of understanding uh, how this should work. And according to Rabbi Yochanan, really it's true. Uh, one brother should do chalitza to the second to the second wife, to Mrs. Shimon, Shimon who passed away second. And then the other brother could do Yibam to the first one. And so the Mishnah really goes against Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yochanan says that it's not an authoritative Mishnah. So the Gemara now, for the rest of the recording, is going to ask, well, maybe the Mishnah could still fit within Rabbi Yochanan. And maybe the Mishnah didn't really mean what we thought that it meant that you can't do Yibam to the second one. Maybe it's for the following reasons. And a lot of different suggestions, how we try to fit the Mishnah with Rabbi Yochanan. In the end of the day, the Gemara is going to say that we cannot fit the Mishnah with Rabbi Yochanan. But the Gemara is going to give many different suggestions to fit the Mishnah with Rabbi Yochanan. And that will be the rest of this recording. So the Gemara says, the maybe we can say as follows. Maybe when it says that you do chalitza in the Mishnah, it means you should do chalitza to one, to one, and to Mr. Shimon. No, chalitza katani. It says chalitza in the plural. You're doing it to two. Maybe when it says chalitza, it doesn't mean to both, but it means for the second, for Mr. Shimon, in every case which is like this, all the Mrs. Shimons in the world in the parallel case should do chalitza, and that's what it means in the plural. Where it says, no, it says these. It doesn't just say cholzos. These, these sisters, specifically these sisters, both of these sisters require chalitza. And that's what it seems to come out of our Mishnah, which is why it's against Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, if you do chalitza to the second one, to Mrs. Rav Shimon, then Mrs. Ruven could do Yibam with the other brother. So the Gemara says, okay, maybe you could say as follows though in the Mishnah. Maybe our Mishnah is only discussing a case According to Rabbi Yochanan, where you did a chalitza to Mrs. Ruvain first. If you did a chalitza to Mrs. Ruvain first, so then Rabbi Yochanan agrees that you have to do chalitza to Mrs. Shimon. Because Mrs. Shimon, when Shimon passed away, Ruvain already passed away. 
And so at the time that Shimon passes away, at that very moment, uh, so then his wife becomes forbidden at that very moment because Mrs. Reuven, her sister, already fell to Yibam in this case, and they're both sisters. Uh, so everyone agrees that if you did Chalitza first to Mrs. Reuven, that you have to do Chalitza to Mrs. Shimon. At least Rabbi Yochanan holds this way. Rav mentioned before argues, but Rabbi Yochanan holds it this way. And so there may be our mission is discussing a case specifically where you did Chalitza to, to Mrs. Reuven. Meaning it's true. The mission would say if you did Chalitza to Mrs. Shimon, you could do Yibam to Mrs. Reuven because then she returns back to her status of being able to do Yibam. But our mission is not dealing with that case. Our mission is dealing with the case where you did Chalitza to Mrs. Reuven. Mrs. Shimon can never do, y- do Yibam because at the moment of her husband's death, she was not able to do Yibam. And that's what the mission is talking about. Sigmar says, no, cannot say that. As we move on to Chavchesim and Aleph, to 28 A1, the Mishnah says, that there's no other option. Everyone has to do Chalitza. There's no alternative. There's no way of getting out of this. We have to do Chalitza. And the way we were reading it in the suggestion was that there's a possibility to get out of Chalitza. Do Chalitza to Mrs. Shimon. And then you could do Yibam to Mrs. Ruven. But the fact that the Mishnah says that, no, that's the halacha is always to do Chalitza. That means always to do Chalitza. Even in the case where you did Chalitza first to Mrs. Shimon, you would have to do Chalitza to Mrs. Ruven. So the Gemara comes up with another suggestion. Velay, malay, maybe we could say as follows. Gezeira, dilma, kadim, v'chalitz, l'rishona, b'reisha. Maybe, really, the Mishnah agrees to Rabbi Yochanan. Fundamentally, they agree to Rabbi Yochanan that if at the time of death it was allowed to do Yibam, something happened that didn't allow it, then, and now something else happens that allows it, you're allowed to do Yibam. Fundamentally, they agree to Rabbi Yochanan. However, in our case, the reason why we tell uh, them to both do chalitza is because we're afraid, we're concerned that if we tell you, you do chalitza to the second sister, to Mrs. Shimon, and then you can do even to Mrs. Ruvain, people will mix it up. They'll mix it up and do chalitza first to Mrs. Ruvain, and then do even to Mrs. Shimon. They won't understand uh, the nuances, and that you would have to do chalitza first to Mrs. Shimon. And maybe that's why our Mishnah says this, because they, they want to cover their bases to say, you know what, we don't want to come into problems, and so therefore everyone should just do chalitza. The Gemara says, no. Can't say this because velo misyamus katani deleka din yibam hachaklal. The mission doesn't just say to do chalitza. The mission says do chalitza and do not do yibam. That yibam will have absolutely no effect here, but it's not true. If fundamentally we agree to Rabbi Yochanan, the mission agrees to Rabbi Yochanan uh, that yibam could be done if chalitza was done first to Mrs. Shimon, then yibam technically, fundamentally, could be done. It's just we don't recommend it because we're afraid that people are going to get confused and flip the order around. Fine, but at least Yibam could be done. It wouldn't, the Mishnah should not say, that there's no concept of Yibam at all here. There is. Fundamentally, there is a concept of Yibam here. And so therefore, we cannot give that suggestion. And so therefore, the Mishnah is still against Rabbi Yochanan. The Gemara has a few more suggestions. Maybe Rabbi Yochanan holds that the Mishnah is not based on Zika. If you recall, at the beginning of this Mishnah, we had two different opinions of what the reason is for this Mishnah, either because of Zika or because of Asa Levatel Mitzvah Yibman. That there's, we're, we're concerned that if you do Yibam to one, then the other one, the brother might die, the other brother might die. If, if one brother did Yibam to one sister, he can't do Yibam again to, to the other sister, and he can't even do Chalitza. He's totally out of the picture with regards to her because he already married her sister. But the other brother could still do uh, but we're afraid that the other brother might die. And so once, if he dies, so then the other sister just doesn't do any mitzvah. She's available now for the mitzvah of Chalitza Yibam, and then she just doesn't end up doing any mitzvah. 
And so that's the concern. So we say do chalitza to both. So at least the mitzvah is done to both. So maybe Rabbi Yochanan says that's the idea of the Mishnah. And if that's the case, so then I understand why we don't do chalitza to Mrs. Shimon and then Yibam to Mrs. Ruvain because Yibam is basically just out of the picture. The idea behind this perspective is that we want to make sure that the mitzvah is done, even if it's chalitza, but at least the mitzvah is done. We can only guarantee that if we just tell people in this scenario, forget about Yibam, ignore Yibam. So even though fundamentally we agree to Rabbi Yochanan, but because this is a different idea, this is about making sure that everyone does the mitzvah somewhat, even the mitzvah of chalitza, so we'll tell them just ignore the mitzvah of Yibam. And that's why we tell them not to do Yibam. So the answer to that is Rabbi Yochanan says, Lamisa lo Rabbi Yochanan disagrees with this whole concept. Because Rabbi Yochanan says we're not concerned for the death of the brother. We're not worried that the brother is going to die. We shouldn't be concerned that the brother is going to die. There's no reason for us to be concerned for that. And so Rabbi Yochanan really disagrees with this whole perspective of us that uh, there's a we're afraid that uh, if you do Yibam to one, then the other brother is going to die. He's not concerned for that. So this whole thing is really not a concern for Rabbi Yochanan. It can't be within, we can't use that as the explanation of the Mishnah according to Rabbi Yochanan. The Gemara then continues and says, Malay, a different suggestion, another suggestion, Rabbi Lazar he, maybe the Mishnah is like Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar holds against Rabbi Yochanan that as long as she becomes forbidden at some moment, at any moment, even if it's after the time of death of the husband, uh, so then she remains forbidden forever. So maybe Rabbi Yochanan has, has his opinion and he follows the majority. Uh, that once, that in a situation where she becomes forbidden after the death, not at the time of death, Rabbi Yochanan holds it's allowed to then do Yibam if it becomes permissible. But Rabbi Lazar has a unique opinion and he says no. Even if she becomes forbidden after death, like the case of Mrs. Ruben and Mrs. Shimon, Mrs. Ruben becomes forbidden after Ruben passes away. At the time that Ruben passes away, it's permissible for her to do Yibam. Only after Shimon passes away, then Mrs. Shimon both Mrs. Ruvim and Mrs. Shimon, two sisters, are now available for Yibam. That's when it becomes a prohibition. So Rebelazar is of the opinion, maybe the Mishnah is like Rebelazar, the opinion that we do not follow, but at least that's the opinion of the Mishnah, that once it becomes forbidden, it remains forbidden forever. But Rabbi Yochanan disagrees with Rebelazar and follows the other opinion, the majority opinion, which says that it is permissible. The Gemara answers, no, you can't say that it's Rebelazar, means to say for Rebelazar, Rebbe Lazar, Lazar, because... It can't be Rabbi Lazar in the Mishnah because the second statement of the Mishnah, if you go back to the Mishnah, you'll see that Rabbi Lazar is already found in the second statement. He's found in the second statement of the Mishnah. That means that he cannot be the opinion of the first statement of the Mishnah. Uh, they already quoted him later on, so he can't be the opinion of the first the first part of the Mishnah. So the Nath Gemara continues. A few more suggestions. V'nei malei denofo babas achas Maybe Rabbi Yochanan says that the Mishnah is of the opinion that uh, they both sisters, um, they fell at the same time. Meaning, Reuven and Shimon died at the exact same time. And we follow the opinion of Rabbi Yosek who says halachically, from a halachic perspective, we can view each death as happening at the exact same time, even though it's uh, nearly impossible to know whether it happened at the exact same time. But from a halachic perspective, they died uh, basically within uh, the same amount of time as each other. And so therefore they died at the same time. If they fall at the same time, so then both becomes forbidden at the very same moment. So then both Mrs. Ruvain and Mrs. Shimon become forbidden at the very moment of death. If that's the case, then Rabbi Yochan would certainly not hold that you could do Yibam at all. Because for both, they both passed away. Ruvain and Shimon both passed away at the same time. So then both 
Mrs. Ruvain and Mrs. Shimon uh, become forbidden at the very moment of their husband's death. So there's absolutely no option for Yibam. So maybe that's the case. The answer is no. We don't mention, we don't assume that the Mishnah follows this opinion of Rabbi Yosei who says that it's, that we're able to say halachically that something happened at the same at the exact time at the exact moment. Uh, we don't follow that the, the Mishnah unless it says specifically Rabbi Yosei The Mishnah does not say, does not just assume that it is this opinion. The Mishnah assumes that even if it looks like it happened at the same time, but really halachically we say that it happened at different times. It's impossible for us to say that something happened at the exact same time. And now finally, the last suggestion. Okay, fine. If it can't happen at the exact same time, maybe as follows. Maybe one died after another, but we just don't know which one died first. We don't know. We really don't know which one died first. It could be Ruvain died first. It could be Shimon died first. We don't know. And uh, that's why, because we don't know, we say do chalitza to both, because each one is concerned that they were the second one. And if there's the second one, so then at the moment of their husband's death, they become forbidden right away. So that we say to do chalitza, because for each one, maybe they're the second one. The Gemara says, Ihachi, Hainan Bishlam the law of the Mishnah is that in this case where we tell them to do chalitza, let's say both of them did yibam. They went against the law and they both did yibam. So if they went against the law and they both did yibam, the Mishnah says that they would have to get divorced. Each one has to get divorced. And the Gemara is asking, why would that be the law? If we're really not sure, so then I understand the first brother who does yibam to, the, to, the, to let's say to Mrs. Ruvain. He does Yibam to Mrs. Ruvain. That was not allowed because at the time that he did Yibam to Mrs. Ruvain, everyone agrees, no matter what. Uh, that was forbidden. It's forbidden to do Yibam. The Mrs. Ruvain is sisters with Mrs. Shimon. They both fell to the brothers. You're not allowed to do Yibam. It's prohibited. However, once one brother does Yibam to Mrs. Ruvain, so it makes sense why Mrs. Ruvain has to get divorced. But the other brother, with regards to Mrs. Shimon, why do they have to get divorced? The other brother could say, you know what? I really think that Shimon was the one who died first. We don't know which one died first, but I could, I could, it definitely entertain that there's a chance that Shimon was the one that died first. And if, and if it's true that Shimon died first, so then Mrs. Shimon was allowed to do Yibam. Then Ruvain died, and now she's no longer allowed to do Yibam. And now Mrs. Ruvain already did Yibam, so she's sort of out, of, she's out of the picture. So now I, Mrs. Shimon, should be allowed to stay married. I should be, maybe I should not have gotten married because maybe uh, my husband was the one that died second. But I could also entertain the possibility that my husband died first. And if my husband died first, so then I should be able to remain married because I was allowed to do Yibam, then not allowed to do Yibam. Now I am allowed to do Yibam. So at least let me stay married. According to this logic that we're not sure which one died first, at least let them remain married. Why does Misha say that they're not allowed to remain married? So the Gemara concludes and says, okay, fine, we give up. The Mishnah cannot fit with Rabbi Yochanan. And this is why Rabbi Yochanan says that with regards to this Mishnah, I don't know who taught it to them. The Mishnah is not, Rabbi Yochanan says, the Mishnah is not a reliable Mishnah. And this can only be said by Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, a person like Rabbi Yochanan, who's of such a high stature, that, uh, and such a big Torah scholar, uh, that he's able to, to say that he doesn't know how this Mishnah was taught and who taught this Mishnah. That concludes this Gemara. And next week, we'll begin next week with uh, a new topic uh, continuing from the Mishnah, ideas from the Mishnah, but a, a new topic with regards to uh, some of the ideas in the Mishnah.